Hey, welcome to the first podcast of the Americana. I'm uh, I'm the host here, Keith Johnson. Uh, thank you for following and listening in. If you caught uh, caught a quick introductory prior to this uh, and followed over, I appreciate you for being here. Uh, like always, we uh, I'm coming to you raw and unedited. So, if any mistakes are made, you're gonna hear them. This is podcast episode number one, uh, referred to as One Nation Under Them. Here is a freedom concerning governmental perspective, all of our governmental hierarchy share. A divided, deluded country filled with chaos, stress, and anger carefully orchestrated to maintain control is imperative to the success of the directors of evil. Here's how it works. When there is a serious issue in our government, they need to redirect attention from. They throw out some crazy Hollywood type shit to deflect from the real shit. That creates chaos. They project stereotypes of racism to certain groups, BLM, so-called racist right wing and Antifa. That's divided, dividing you from your neighbor. They feed you news, network propaganda, reflecting their agendas by networks they own. That's them deluding you from the truth. They want you to be a watered-down version of yourself, weak, non-opinionated, a worker paying taxes. COVID restrictions, that's stress and anger that was carefully orchestrated to maintain control. And yet, so many cannot see the issue is in our country or see the things, see the strings attached at their shoulders. See, they knew it. And you didn't. Because they didn't want you to know. And what is it? It's the truth. Crazy Hillary Clinton once said, never waste a good crisis. You know, I say crazy Hillary because there isn't any woman in this country crazier than Hillary. Not even that zombie-looking old fuck of a husband that liked to bang secretaries in the Oval Office with cigars while we as taxpayers funded that activity. Well, what should a country do about that? Oh, I got it. Let's let his scorned, bitter, nasty, evil wife run for president. (laughs) That sounds like a really good idea. Was that ever really a serious consideration? You do realize, if we want to be heard, we may have to take to the streets like Brazil did recently to get our point across. We have no social networks. We have no social outlets, no news, no radio, but maybe, just maybe, a small podcast.
There are a lot of scare tactics used by the government. Though they want you afraid. They want you divided. Imagine if we were truly united. We say the United States of America, but in my lifetime, that's always been more of a myth than a factuality. If we united, I mean really united, it would scare the fuck out of our government. They would do everything in their power to shut us down. Like they do to keep us divided. It was once written that we were, we were able to legally, under the Constitution, be a well-regulated militia. Do you know what the sneaky fucking government did there? Well, if you try to become well-regulated now, you're conducting terrorist-type activity, inciting riots or violence. So they already snuck in and took some of your constitutionally protected activity away. Our Constitution is the last remaining hope for your freedom in this country. Politicians like Joe Biden and Beto O'Rourke are doing everything in their powers to destroy it, even lying under oath, swearing to uphold our Constitution, committing perjury as they slowly chop away at our freedoms from the platforms of the offices they hold. We need to find real solutions to these problems. Our time here is limited, calculating how fast we're fucking things up. And this country is making some really bad choices. Speaking of a recent bad choice, a WNBA player named Brittany Griner, a female basketball player, was released from Russian prison recently. I'm sure most of you have already heard about this. Brittany, while in Russia, was caught and detained at the airport for having a vape pen. Now here we think it's not a big deal. Well, Russia isn't the U.S., so it's not about your opinions or feelings. Now, this is something I do respect about their country. They don't put up with bullshit like we do here in the U.S. It's their country, their rules. If you don't respect them, you pay the price. Simple as that. Now, do I think personally nine years for a vape pen is a little overboard? Of course it is. By U.S. standards, it's way overboard. But, again, my opinion doesn't matter here. And neither does anybody else's. Visiting another country is like going to another planet. So what does our country do now that she's in prison? How do we react to something like this? Given nine years, people are losing their mind. A small amount of people start making huge waves. Posting, sharing on social media, how outrageous this was to sentence her to nine years. I can't believe it. So here we go again. Sound familiar? Our country is about ready to ramp up. 2%, the 2%er, getting pissed off again. Our country contouring to a very small group of people once more. So the White House orchestrates a trade deal with Russia. And this is why I bring this up. It's not for the idiot, knee-bending, American-hating WNBA player. It's for an American soldier named Paul Whelan. 
So the U.S. negotiated a trade for a Russian-known terrorist arms dealer referred to as the Merchant of Death. And we get a WNBA player back that smokes weed and hates America. This bent in the anthem hating American was priority over someone that should have had first priority. One of our soldiers. A veteran. And I say veteran because obviously he's removed from active duty right now. So we can classify him in the superior class. We had the opportunity to negotiate a safe return of a veteran that Russia has in prison named Paul Whelan. When having the leverage to do so, our government never even mentioned him to Russia as part of the trade deal. Brittany was their sole political purpose. Paul was arrested in Russia December, 9, December 15, 2018. He was accused of spying. He was given a six-year prison sentence. Now, if he was really spying, we would be obligated to not leave him behind as he had punched in on the U.S. freedom clock. But if he was, if he wasn't, we had a moral duty to bring him home, just like we would have for Brittany. Except, you know, for he at least then was falsely accused of something. Oh, and Brittany was not. But the White House never negotiated shit for this guy. And that reincarnated lady version of Michael Jackson, Nancy Pelosi, said this in a press conference. Let me see if I can pull this up. This is interesting shit. Listen to this. Well, he himself has said the president did the right thing. Paul Allen, he himself said the president did the right thing. I saw that as I was going to the floor. Uh, the um, it, We are fully, everyone is fully committed. Brittany, being a basketball star, and her name was more famous to everyday Americans. Her name was more famous to everyday Americans? What the fuck? So is is this what we're telling our military now? Hey, go fight for us, but make sure you're popular because if you get taken over by someone in a country we send you to, if you're not popular, we probably won't bring you home so you can see your family. What a fucking stupid thing to say. And what a really dumb thing the Biden administration did. Like Brittany, I'm sure Paul has a family as well he'd like to see. Maybe if the Biden regime could find it in their hearts one day to prioritize our military, active and veteran alike, maybe Paul too might be home with his family one day. I hope one day for his safe return to our country, and I hope that he comes back alive. Stupid choices are being made here, folks, in the U.S. Really, really fucking dumb. And I swear sometimes when I'm driving around or driving past people's homes, I'm really, really happy to see that the majority of people out there have removed their stupid Biden 
propaganda, their flair, their bumper stickers, their signs in their houses. It's only a few dumb fucks that are left out there that are still hanging on to their last bits of threads. I don't know if they don't know how to remove a sticker from their bumper, but uh, it's pretty insane. Each day we're faced with wondering, what else are we going to do stupid today? You know, Biden makes the Bush family seem like geniuses. Never negotiate with the enemy. But if you do, don't make the U.S. look stupid or weak while doing it. It matters who you have in office, folks. Speaking of that, when we talked about stolen elections, you know, people yell conspiracy theorists, blah, 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 whatever. I get it. If you don't have facts, sure. I saw a documentary because I like to see evidence of something before I make my determination of what something is. I watched the documentary called 2000 Mules. I encourage you to watch it if you have not seen it already. The investigation aspects of the documentary were really, really well done. I have been in investigations for many years. I've arrested over a thousand people based off those investigations and conclusions drawn from the information I ascertained solely by the investigations I conducted. So seeing this documentary, I understand the process and the reason for the direction they took, how they researched it, and how they got to the final conclusion they did. And I got to tell you, I agree it was spot on. Using cell phone geolocating technology, they tracked exactly who did it, when, where, and how. All the things you need to know to prosecute someone. Simple as that. Uh, there's a Netflix documentary called Sins of Our Mother. I'm not sure if you've seen it. That's a, that's a good documentary, too. Of course, I'm going to fuck some of that up for you right now. Because it's about a stepfather and a biological mother of several children who two of the children were murdered in the backyard of the stepfather's home. The murder site was discovered by geo cell phone locating technology. The father sent a couple suspicious text messages from the backyard, I believe to the mom, while burying the two kids. The FBI located these two kids in a shallow grave. The locating method took them within feet of the grave. Now, this is how well geo-tracking works. Both the mother and father are in prison, convicted, all based off of geolocating capabilities the FBI conducted during the investigation. So why not see a documentary using the same geolocating for ballot theft? I mean, if you don't want to see it, it's clearly because you either don't care about the truth or don't feel knowledge of the truth will change anything for you. The little remaining shards of truth are all we have left. It's well worth your time to see it. The truth should never be taken from us. And you should always do whatever you can to expose lies and corruption. Don't turn away from it. Don't fear it. I've never heard of someone not being bit by a snake because they ignored it. We are... I'm currently based out of Oregon. Not used to be. Uh, unfortunately, I'm based out of Oregon. Not, not. It used to not be an unfortunate thing, but things have changed. Recently, uh, Measure One One Four was super close to passing in Oregon, 
scary close, and it still might. Who knows? These things are in limbo. Politicians, they're fucking crazy. So if that measure passed, it would take away the ability to purchase high-capacity magazines, and it would require you to take an additional firearm class to purchase a gun or any new firearm behind the date of the measure passing, ultimately killing any small mom-and-pop firearm shops and closing more businesses, which, because of the businesses that will be directly affected by this measure is the small mom-and-pop family-owned businesses, of course. These small shops would be hit the hardest since who knows how long it would take to complete these required classes. There's really not a lot of details in it. But since COVID was created, killing businesses doesn't seem to be anything the state or government is really concerned about. As we lost over an estimated 200,000 businesses and they never blinked an eye. And I'll say it again. They don't give a fuck about you. They got a club and you're not in it. And they don't give a shit. But here's a question for you. What makes someone think that removing high-capacity magazines or adding these classes are going to help? I'll give you some insight. The people that are going to these classes aren't doing any of these crimes. And the ones doing these crimes aren't going into any of these classes. These plans are genius, right? This is the problem with politicians. They can never seem to come up with a sensible idea that could work for anything because they don't have a lot of experience solving some of their own life problems, much less ours. It's interesting to me that the people who are most supportive for the removal of the Second Amendment and guns in general never grew up around them or have ever enjoyed time with friends and family in the mountains shooting them. Clearly, these anti-gun folks have only seen the bad they can produce. Well, what about the good they can produce? You know, what the media doesn't want you to hear about. All the good shit. Because the good shit apparently isn't as interesting or doesn't play into their agenda. Now, I was recently at a my wife's friends, families get together and I had a conversation with someone I didn't really know who wasn't pro-gun. And I'm always open to have these kind of conversations because I'd like to hear some insights from other people and, and I can do it without throwing fists around, you know, as we all should be able to control ourselves. And that person mentioned to me that they were safe enough without guns that came up during the conversation. So we talked a bit more. And this is what I told him. I said, imagine your shitbag driving down the road looking to carjack someone at gunpoint. And you don't care about laws or feelings, all right? You need money, and you, and you need it now. This is, this is your main concern. Yeah, you come up to two vehicles at a light. One is turning right, and the other is turning left. The vehicle turning left is a newer Audi. You know, it looks like kind of a... You know, to a shitbag, I guess you could draw a conclusion that the person is city type, clean cut, nine to five. Probably has a little money on him. Should be an easy target. Now, the person turning right is in a truck. Not a bad truck. 
uh, in the back window of this truck, you notice there's a sticker that says protected by Glock and another sticker that says pro second amendment or pro to a and another sticker that says Oregonian. Now I'm sure you've got a picture drawn by this time of the second vehicle and so has the shit bag. So my question to him was, is the shit bag turning left following the Audi or is he turning right and following the truck? The guy at the family gathering pondered for a few seconds. It was pretty quiet. And he kind of looked at me and said, huh. And then he answered, well, he's not going right and kind of laughed. Well, and I said, (laughs) exactly. See, guns protect people even without using them. Just by the sheer chance you might be armed. See, criminals don't mind shooting people, but they're not fans of being shot themselves. It's really an impression of control, how you carry yourself, what you look like. If you look like an easy target, people will go after you. Now, sometimes people look like an easy target, and they, they're concealed carry, so <laughs> you just don't know. I mean, kind of the old saying, fuck around and find out. Here's another example. So I'm a secondary black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Been training in competitions, uh, doing doing training and competitions for about 30 years now. I started Jiu-Jitsu when I was 18. Spending many of my years in and out of competitions, one thing I noticed, the testosterone levels at these competitions, these events, you could cut that shit in the air with a knife. Super, super tense. Lots of, lots of testosterone around. So one could think, huh, There must be a lot of fights in this fucking place. No. Out of all the years I've attended these non-alcoholic events, I've never seen any altercations outside the matches. So why is that? Some reason, uh, the same reason, being pro-Second Amendment is important, right? Because you don't know who is armed with a black belt and literally could fuck you up, right? The skinny guy, 140 pounds, next to you could be the most dangerous guy in the whole building and you just don't know this is how concealed carry protects everyone yes even the ones that don't carry like the family guy you know the the guy at the the family gathering because like the last example with the driver turning left and right shitbags have to take huge risks to strong to strong arm a society that's pro-gun taking a chance of getting killed by an armed citizen. So again, we, the pro-second, gun-carrying, constitutional-supporting Americans, are making the world a safer place for the unarmed. So if you're not pro-gun, I'll simply say, you're welcome. And if you are pro-gun, we'll keep at it. Keep on keeping on. You know the importance. We all know. After giving these two examples and really thinking about them, really think about this. Imagine, imagine a society where guns are against the law. The amount of danger everyone would be in because criminals know good citizens don't break the law. And if the law is to not carry a firearm, they won't. Simple as that. Making them easy victims. There is nothing that we, the 2A society, can do to help you. And 
There is nothing that balances physical differences, such as a woman trying to defend herself against a man like a firearm will. So for this, among many other reasons, I think women are the best example of the importance to conceal carry. And for anyone to take that right away from a woman, it should be stopped. When you consider Chicago's 2021 crime statistics, in 2021 Chicago saw more than 800 homicides. Holy shit, 800 homicides. This is the city's highest number of murders in a quarter century, and 60% increase from 2019. More than 90% of these deaths were a result of gun violence. What does that tell you? Does that say, oh my gosh, we should disarm all the good citizens? I don't hear this when I hear these statistics, but this is how a politician thinks. I've dug in to find the specific numbers of the unarmed murders, and I can't seem to locate it on their website, probably because it wouldn't benefit them, and it doesn't quite fit into their agenda. Oh, Lori Lightfoot. But here's a question to ponder. How many of those 800 homicides, right, had their own firearm for protection. I think it would be safe to say besides, you know, drugs and gang-related homicides, whereas we know the criminals are armed, they're all fucking armed, that most of the victims, right, that weren't involved in gun or gang-related shit and, you know, drug dealing, these people were unarmed. They were shot and killed and were unarmed because good people that don't conceal carry, become victims. Chicago has some of the most restrictive gun laws in the United States. So it makes sense that if you're a good person and you feel like you know, you're not doing the right thing for carrying a gun, you're not going to. You know, Chicago having the most restrictive gun laws in the United States next to California and that cancer spreading to Oregon and Washington, and it has to stop for our safety. You know, fuck these lawmakers. They don't live in our neighborhoods or the, st- or the houses down the street you and I do. They live in their gated communities with their $30,000 refrigerators full of assorted ice creams. They don't give a fuck about you or me. They care about votes, not what they can do for you, but what they can make you believe they can do for you. So you'll vote for them. Then they'll somehow forget during their time in office just exactly what it was that they promised you. There has only been one politician in the history of my lifetime that has delivered that. And it wasn't Joe Biden. No, it was someone the world loved until he became a politician. That's right. You look at every network, every news outlet, reality TV junkie. They loved him until the media changed your mind. Well, thankfully, the Second Amendment didn't care about people's opinions because we can clearly see in this country today people are way too fucking opinionated. We are literally turning this country into a circus. Our military looks weak. Our White House leaders are incompetent. And we are dangerously getting more and more vulnerable from this weak, opinionated, and overly sensitive society we live in. If you're listening to this, and you're not sure about guns or the important role that they can play in your life, please, I encourage you, go by yourself to a gun range or with a friend you trust. Hire a professional to help you. 
rent a gun for an hour, learn the safety, respect the power, and realize with the proper introduction, it can be a highly enjoyable experience. And remember, there has never been a gun in the history of our existence that has ever been charged in a court of law for assault. Therefore, no gun should ever be labeled or referred to as an assault rifle. It's merely a control tactic. It's a label for an agenda, period. I hope you'll stay with me and follow me to the next podcast. If you'd like to send any questions you might have or if you'd like to send me uh, some topics to cover on the podcast you might be interested in. If you have a business you want me to advertise, reach out. Reach out to theamericanachat at gmail.com. That's theamericanachat at gmail.com. And again, until next time, I'm your host, Keith Johnson, and this is The Americana.